Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 65 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm really happy to join, be joined by my good friend, Kenny Rotter. We've, we have not spoken on uh, a podcast in quite a while, sir. That is very true. It's been, it's been too long. We've spoken and we've seen each other, but we haven't sat down to record. This is true. This is true. So how you been? Um, lately, I've just been sleep deprived. I was talking to uh, BJ from the Geek to Geek podcast about how I'm sucking down more caffeine than I have in a very long time. I, I hear you. How's he feeling? Because I know he was down in the dumps for a while. Uh, he's good. He's feeling a lot better. He's getting back to the gym today. Uh, we're recording this on February 4th. So uh, I'm excited to see him get back into the swing of things. But yeah, he sounded great when he was on with me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, he, I know he was sick for a good month. Uh, yeah, the de- December and January just do that to people. Yeah, I think it's a combination of just, you know, the, it is it is flu season, but I think everybody's kind of immune systems have worn down at that point. Yeah, seriously. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with Dumbbells and Dragons uh, as our main portion, but what's been going on with you for the, a, a while? You've had a, a lot of a big events since we've last talked to you, because I think the last time you were actually on the show was over a year ago. Um, for the one-on-one, yeah, I think I was on a couple of our special NerdCon panels. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, things have been just crazy. Uh, I'm trying to think of everything that's happened. We're going to be having our 50th episode, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, the uh, 15th, so I'm super excited about that. Me and BJ were talking about, like, hooray, base 10 numbers! <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. I've kind of taken a break from trying to get into the con circuit and, like, go to a bunch of Comic-Cons just because... It takes so much out of me. They're exhausting. Yeah, and it's some some are more fruitful than others, and it's just I've wanted to kind of take a break and adjust. I started a new job, a uh, new nine to five job in August, and so I'm kind of just taking time to get up to speed on that and just 
I'm trying to enjoy things more. Well, and you just came back from a big, uh, a big vacation, didn't you? I did. I did. Me and a buddy from from post grad went to Hong Kong, Cambodia, and Vietnam. And how was that? Did you guys have a good time? We had. It was such an amazing time. I think I can solidly say we were there for two weeks in Southeast Asia. Um, I don't need to go back to Hong Kong or Cambodia. Like I have solidly checked those off the list. Mm-hmm. I could spend a month in Vietnam. I could oh, wow. like if I had to, I could probably just become an expat there. Um we it's such a long country, like just north to south it's it's very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we were only in uh, Saigon or Ho Chi Minh City, but we spent 4 days there and it was just the people are incredible, the history is incredible, uh the food is absolutely phenomenal. And so we really, we really went nonstop in Vietnam and I could, I could easily see myself under the, you know, different circumstances, just moving there. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's cool that you had such a good time. It's it's always neat when you find a place that you can kind of see yourself in. I know I've had a couple of like, I, I it's not the same because it's not international, but I kind of had that instant fall in love when I went to Portland. I'm like, yeah, I could move here like tomorrow if I had to. No, absolutely. Portland is actually a city that I would love to live to because it's also a city that's built for people, and L.A. is a city that's built for cars. Yes, and I'm I'm really tired (laughs) with my three-hour daily commute. I am really over cities built for cars. Yes, it is a pain, and I I feel you on that commute, my friend. Um, My job is an hour away in the morning and an hour and a half back, Mm -hmm. but – uh, the one thing I will say about Vietnam is there were these, we, our hotel was right next to like this five star amazing spa. Mm-hmm. And it's like in LA, this place would cost you like four or $500. Like you walk in, they give you, cause it's so humid. They give you a cool towel and this welcome beverage. And then on your way out, they give you ice cream and tea and it's just it was so great we were there for four nights we hit up the spa uh three nights in a row and it was like 30 bucks oh that's awesome yeah it was and i'm talking like two hour massages and these are like professional licensed masseuses no shady stuff going on um and it was wonderful that's awesome that sounds like it sounds like it was a nice well-needed trip Oh, yes, very much so. And then I came back, and the apocalypse was upon us. Yeah, yeah, I think we've all been dealing with that. I I, def- I I checked in with myself the other day, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I realize how much stress this is causing in my life. Yeah, the, the two weeks, I uh, essentially I stayed away from Facebook. I didn't post photos. I wasn't going on to check things. Really kind of the happiest two weeks. Um, my buddy would constantly wake up in the morning and listen to NPR, like just stream NPR, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I need you to stop. Yeah. Like, I don't care if we're just joking. I don't care if we, like, make a joke. I just don't want to hear it while I'm on vacation. But this is a conversation that should be safe for State of the Geek, I'm saying. It's true. It's true. And we just <laughs> we just released an episode this week. I have been... 
Geekitude, I've been pretty good about getting out on the Mondays that they they belong. But because there's so much time between the State of the Geek, I I haven't quite worked it into a routine yet. So <laughs> we we have to figure out when we're going to record. And it's you know for me it's easy for Geekitude because I can just let it say like Hey Kenny, you want to be on the show? And we figure out a time. But when uh, Kelly and I have to get a guest going, and we got to get three schedules together, that is a lot more complicated. And then it's like trying to get uh, this show out and try to find time to get that show out. Um, I, I I need to be better. I need to find my routine. You do. You can do it. And honestly, scheduling with people in other time zones is incredibly difficult. It is. Though it made it really cuz our our last episode was with Raven from uh Girls Gone Wow and uh since so that was three completely different time zones cuz Raven oh, was in God. London. And so um it actually worked out really well because I'm like I know Raven usually podcasts around 8 o'clock London time. So that that's it Kelly, this is the time we got. She's like, "Let's do it." <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I I will say I've been getting such an eclectic group of people on the uh, Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. You really have. That it's been wonderful. I had a doctor who was also a bikini fitness competitor recently, um, Stacey Nido. She's She was hilarious and is just beautiful inside and out and super well-educated. Like, she's so crazy intelligent. Um, and then I had the director, Eric Zala, of Raiders, which is uh, the shot-for-shot remake of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was great. And then I had my first uh, adult film performer. And how how was that experience? <laughs> um, it's one of the more adult podcasts. <laughs> but it's, it's really... I was talking to him from an entrepreneurial aspect, uh-huh. and he... Yes, he's an adult film performer, but he's also an active musician. He actually used to play for the punk band Phoenix TX. He is a graphic designer. He is, oh, there's there's one other. Oh, he's also their video editor. Oh, wow. So he is just this this jack of all trades, and he does all of them well. Like, he's really reaching high success with everything he's doing. And he's just, it was just such a incredible, humble, down-to-earth person. And, yeah, one of his jobs is he has sex for a living. You know, <laughs> this is just a symptom of us living in a Puritan society. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. No. It really no, isn't. He, it's yeah. just a job. I mean, we had a good laugh that he was the first guest I've had on that I've seen naked. Oh, hey, there you go. You know, and so it's like, like, hey, milestones all over the place. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's just, it was, it was actually really funny because as soon as that episode aired, uh, he shared it on Twitter and all of a sudden I just got this giant influx of, uh, adult film performers following me <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is hilarious and great. I love it. You found um, you found a new niche, so it's that's uh, yeah. it's adult ge- adult performers who are both geeks and into fitness. Oh yeah, well he was talking about how he was like he was never into working out until he became a porn star. 
And we were talking about essentially you're doing like a half hour to an hour of intense cardio for however many scenes you have to shoot in a day. And then he has to work out to look good on top of that. Yeah. Like is it was just it was really an eye-opening experience if anyone ever thinks that being an adult film star is just, you know, shits and giggles. Yeah, no, it's it's from from my understanding it is not an easy job in any direction. No. No, it's not. Oh. And then, oh, gosh, uh, like I said, I was recording with Beige from geek to geek podcast, and he didn't know I was a brony, and so we had a very nice conversation about uh, <laughs> My Little Pony, which was wonderful. <sighs> yeah, we're going to have to get him on here. He, he he was scheduled. We tried like three or four times, and every time he was like, nope, no voice, nope, no voice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's cool, man. You just let me know when you're ready, and we'll get you back on. No, he his episode could have easily gone for another hour with me. It's he's like talking to Kelly. You just it, you you lose track of time and you don't know what's what's going on. Which is why I'm so glad you told me to. You were like, oh hey, let's do ten instead of nine thirty because him and I were still talking at nine thirty. Yeah, yeah, I figured I figured it was good because I I mean I I podcast with him and I did an episode with him and Void, and they are they're they're just. They are – that's why I enjoy their show so much is they're very easy to talk to, um, very casual in their conversation, but it's still very fun, and he, that, that guy has more energy than anybody I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is why, like, this sickness that he just went through, like, killed him for a month. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he's usually, you know, operating at, like, full capacity, and he was stuck operating at very low capacity. Yeah, and then that's it's <laughs> never where you want to be, especially especially when you're so used to being high energy and going, going, going that it's just like it's not only do you not feel good, but you don't feel good and you can't be yourself. Yes. All right. What else, man? Uh, I don't know. Well, let's let's move into. I mean, this is kind of this is a this is a catch up episode. This is this is us hanging out. So uh, okay. we don't have to stick to anything. But uh, uh, how, how have you been keeping it geek lately? Okay. All right. There's there's a lot. There's a, I've been doing a lot. I've been catching up a lot on Doctor Who. Very cool. And then I've also been watching a lot of uh, Fuller House season two. Nice. And I'm beginning to realize that the house they show in the beginning credits, in no way, shape, or form, does that fit the inside of the house. No, not at all. So I'm pretty sure their house is a TARDIS. It might be. It might be. Also explains why John Stamos doesn't age. <laughs> He's a Time Lord. He is. He has to be a Time Lord. And Becky. The girl who plays Becky does not age. Like, yeah. they're both still beautiful, beautiful people, and I wish they would procreate in real life. <laughs> well, and... I, the one that out of everybody who aged the worst, I honestly think it was, a, and I've only seen a couple of the first episodes. Um, is it Steve? Is that the the yes. boyfriend? He did not age well. Oh God, um, Kelly and I on her episode back in April, we have a great discussion about Steve in the first season of Fuller House. <laughs> it's it's everyone go back to that episode with Kelly Hightower on Dumbos and Dragons and listen to it because it's hilarious. 
Anyways. Any any other shows you're watching? Oh gosh. Um currently I just I just finished up uh, the Grand Tour, which is the Amazon motoring show with uh, Jeremy Clarkson, uh, James May, and Richard Hammond, the the Top Gear guys. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it. I kind of wish they would have tried something new. It was kind of like Top Gear under a new name. They didn't really add anything new to their old template. But oh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm currently watching. No, there are things that have been cut out and dropped. I've stopped watching The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, I was really into Lucifer last season, but I haven't watched a single episode this season, and I have no drive to... Like, I have all the episodes. Like, they're on... They're, they're in the queue. I just have no desire when I sit down to watch TV to press play. Oh, see, that's funny, because that's, that's what we have been marathoning this last two weeks is Lucifer. Um, I resisted because, uh, I, I figured my, my husband does not like procedurals and, um, he's, he's very atheist. So I was a little afraid that just the concept of something that had to do with heaven and hell was not going to be up his alley. But I was like, you know what, we're going to, we're going to try the pilot. And, uh, and he's been the one who's every night. So we're going to watch Lucifer tonight. Right. So we, we've just barreled through season one and we're about halfway through season two. Oh, see, and it's, I know that probably once I start, like, if I press play on the first episode, I'll just binge the entire season in, like, a weekend or two, Mm -hmm. but it's just, I have no drive. There's no guiding force to say, hey, turn this on. What I will say that I recently watched that I loved was Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. (laughs) I have never heard of this. So it was written by Douglas Adams, mm-hmm. uh, and it was turned into a BBC radio show. And then in the 90s, I want to say it was a BBC television show. And so they just redid it for BBC America with uh, Elijah Wood. Okay. And it was the funniest funniest and scariest and just thrilling show that I'd seen in a very long time. And it's 10 episodes, but it's really just like one long movie. Yeah. Um, really good, really interesting deals a lot with time travel and body switching. And it's just the lead character. The guy who plays Dirk gently uh, is not Elijah Wood. I can't remember what his name is, but so well done. Uh, one of the characters has a made-up disease that she will, like, she will imagine that her hand is on fire, and in her brain, it'll make her feel like her hand is on fire. Or, like, she'll imagine herself drowning, and she'll feel like she's drowning. That's weird. Yeah, and so it was really... It was a really weird show and how they deal with this, like, supernatural element. I can't recommend it enough. It's brilliant. It's getting a second season, so I'm I'm very, very excited for that. We're going to have to try that. Um, the last couple of things that we've watched is we did Travelers, which was really good. Um, really enjoyed that. I'm very excited to see what they do in the second season. I'm unfamiliar. Um, it's about, um, I guess, the world has has... 
um, been destroyed in the future, and so there, you know, they're, it's just kind of a, an apocalyptic landscape in the future. So they're sending, they can send people, people's conscious, consciousness. That's a word that I'm not going to be able to say. Consciousnesses uh, back in time, and they take over people just before their the point of their death, so that it doesn't interfere with, um, you know, the time stream because those people don't exist anymore. So now they just have the consciousness of this person from the future, and they're doing all these. They're kind of like the secret society that goes through and tries to reshape the past so that this future isn't destroyed. It's it's really cool. Oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah, and the characters are phenomenal. Excellent. I'll check it out. Hold on, I'm going to write it down. Travelers. Yeah, Travelers. And then what else have we seen? Um, we've seen the um, the OA, which Matt wasn't as big of a fan of as I was, but I was just thoroughly intrigued by it. And it, uh, it has to do with this uh, woman who was blind, and she goes missing for seven years, and when they find her... Uh, she's she's able to see, and she's trying to to get back to wherever she was being held for seven years, and she kind of recruits this group of people to, and she's telling her story, and so the whole first season is basically her explaining where she's been for these seven years. It's really really good. It's really intense. It's very strange, and the entire time you really have no clue what's actually going on. I think even by the by the end of the season, which is kind of a cliffhanger, you you still don't know what exactly is true and what's not, and it's just bizarre. Okay, I'll have to check that out too. Um, yeah, Joe, you're giving me too much media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And although I will say I've been nerding out, geeking out on stuff that's not. Like, other than TV, well, first, um, on my trip to and from Southeast Asia, I will say that I managed to watch on the plane the Lego movie four times. Oh, very fun. Um, there were times where I would just immediately restart it right after it was done. That is a movie that I could watch over and over again forever. It's such a good movie. Are you um, excited about Batman? Yes. Uh, the it Just pretty much the guys who do the Lego stuff, the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie, mm-hmm. they they can do no wrong in my book. Like, their writing <laughs> is just brilliant, and they, they just do so much good stuff. They put a lot of heart in everything they do. Um, so, yes, I'm very excited for the Lego Batman movie. Uh, but I did just finish reading the Magician Trilogy by Lev Grossman. Now, is that what the, the new series is based on, or are they separate? Yes. Um, and the books were absolutely phenomenal. Um, I was getting angry towards the second book because the character that's portrayed as the main character for two books, I'm like, you've not grown, you have not changed, you've not done anything. Oh my God, I hate you so much. (laughs) Um, and then he redeems himself. So that's good. That's Uh, awesome. But the books are just kind of like a more adult Harry Potter. Um, the the characters start out when they're 17, and it goes until their early 30s. Oh, so it's got a, a, nice, a nice time span to it, then. Yeah, and there's... I'm pretty sure the, the same thing that connected you with Harry Potter growing up and reading those 
throughout high school and college. If you're in your, you know, mid 20s, late 20s, early 30s, you're going to see a lot of more adult themes in in these books. And so very good, very, very well done books. I hope there's a fourth one, but I don't know if the author is writing it. That's awesome. It's cool that like I I wish I had more time to read. I need to find times to I, I need to, to carve out some time to read oh. a little bit more. I didn't read these all audiobook, my friend. Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, I, I my problem is is that I've been doing too many podcasts. In fact, my regular podcasts have uh, have fallen to the wayside because uh, Beige got me into. Um, the happier podcast, which I was listening to before winter break and through winter break. And then over winter break, I, I kind of burned myself out on them a little bit and switched over and was listening to their, their favorites episode on the geek to geek cast. And, uh, void got me onto the adventure zone. Oh yeah. Which is a, um, a live play D and D podcast with three brothers and their father. And it's like I very rarely laugh out loud at podcasts. They constantly have me like literally just like gasping for air because they are some of the things that they do are just so ridiculous. And some of the sides that they or their characters make are so hilarious that it's I, I, I've been walking up to to get lunch uh, from, uh, the campus, uh, on, on my lunch breaks and people are looking at me because I'm just sitting there with my headphones in just gasping for air and laughing. And it's, it's such a good podcast. Oh, see, I would, I'm going to have to check that out, but I just, there's so many, I've actually, I've actually stopped being such an obsessive compulsive completionist about podcasts. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need when it comes to my uh, quote-unquote professional podcast, you know, Nerdist, um, How Did This Get Made, stuff that's done by, like, professionals in the industry, I, if I'm not interested in the guest, I just skip it. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I mean, because it's so hard. There's so much stuff that's out there, and, and both happier and... Um, and the Adventure Zone had so many backlogs, and it's one of those things that both of them kind of you did need the through line of you know because they always refer to previous episodes. Yeah. Um. So I would marathon them from the beginning, which is great and all, but that just means I've been neglecting all of my other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's like I would rather dedicate my ears and my listening time to. This podcast, State of the Geek, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, um, other podcasts that are being done by either friends of mine or like mm -hmm. independent artists that I want to support. So that's what's getting a lot of my my earwaves uh, right now. Yeah. yeah, and then comic books. I've been reading a lot of comic books. I've oh, what, what have you been reading? Uh, well, I took a break from novels just because I was like, eh, I don't want to read a novel right now. Um, I, I've been in the middle of, there's this four issue comic called The Electric Sublime. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to Beige about this. The 
essentially this near insane person, the protagonist, can go in and out of famous paintings. And so he's trying to stop an art vandal that can also go in and out of famous paintings. And it's the vandal is like destroying famous works of art. Oh, wow. So really trippy, uh, really great art, really fun story. Um, I don't know if it's going to get picked up for an ongoing series, but I hope it does because it's really it's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just picked up two nights ago um, the first trade of Scooby Apocalypse. Oh, what did you think of that? Uh, I haven't read it yet, but it's but it's it's on the shelf. I'm actually been catching up on Sex Criminals. I've heard that's really good. Um, it is. It's. I'm. I'm. I started the third trade last night, and it's. It's fun. It's the art is good. It's just a wacky concept that I appreciate. If people haven't heard of it, it's essentially about this group of people that, um, when they orgasm, freeze time, <laughs> and just kind of all the shenanigans that happen when you have kind of a ridiculous ability. But then I. I just read a one-off of uh, Wolverine Weapon X series where he was stuck in an insane asylum, and that was violent and bloody and kind of scary a a little bit. And then what else am I reading? A couple independent stuff that I was, like, unimpressed with, so I don't want to mention it. Mm -hmm. Just because maybe somebody else will enjoy it and I don't want to turn them off from it. Right. So, yeah, my my big issue is with, like, Sex Criminals and Scooby Apocalypse and Electric Sublime and Saga. I Reading ongoing series is so difficult because, mm-hmm. like, I've been waiting for months for the new Saga trade to come out. And it's not coming out until April. First week in April. So, I'm all caught up. And I'm just sitting here waiting for six months at a time for this new trade to come out. And it's incredibly annoying, A, because um, we're in the generation of instant gratification. Right. And in the six months, I read so many other comics that the details that would allow me to get, you know, 110% enjoyment out of the comic, I've forgotten. Yeah, I do that a lot, and it's really frustrating. I do that with books. I do that with TV shows where if it, enough time goes by, I, I hesitate to go back because I'm like, I don't know that I'm going to remember everything I need to know to understand what's going on. And uh, I don't know if that's just a, a symptom of a binge generation that we, we've created. But, um, yeah, no, I have the exact same problem. Like I, when you mentioned uh, Scooby Apocalypse, I'm like, wow, I haven't read past, I think, episode four or issue four, and I get the – the, um, I get those monthly. So, to I, but I just I haven't had a chance to sit down and read them. So, I will probably sit down and read the first four before continuing on to the next thing. But there's only so many times you can do that before it just becomes overwhelming and you just can't catch up. Yeah, like, hey, yeah, it's just a pain. And my other thing is, I don't even know how to like get issues monthly like like because sometimes you see things where you can get a subscription and they'll mail you the new issue and i'm like okay that's great but then i sometimes i have to go into a comic shop and i never know how to subscribe 
to the stuff so that I don't have to go into the comic shop. Even though, why would you not want to go into a comic shop? Well, it, well, it's it. Like I'm terrible at this, and and listeners do not do this to your comic book people because it's a horrible thing to do. But I I will go for weeks and weeks and weeks without going and pulling my pull list, and and it's awful. You're not supposed to do that because they're. <laughs> They're sitting on on your books waiting for you to pay them, and that's just not fair. But it's hard because, especially since, you know, most of the time I don't. I, first semester anyway, I don't get home until like six, seven o'clock, and that's when you know our store closes around six. It's hard to get there on time, and you know you just start forgetting when you don't when you don't create a pattern or a habit of it. So. Yeah, and and Veronica, my wife, is not a big. Like, she has no problem ordering comics offline or whatever. And depending on what it is, I have no issue with it. But a lot of times, I like going into the store. I like just kind of browsing. And I like supporting my local business. Because I want to say most comic shops are locally owned. Right, right. And it's it's difficult to get her to be, like, going to the comic shop. Because for a while, we just started to get back into comics every time we went to the comic shop we were dropping easily you know 150 200 between the two of us just on trades that we were picking up new issues of stuff new new trades that had come out on series that we wanted to uh read stuff we were going back to so like for a while it was like Every two or three weeks, we're dropping all this money on comics, and she's like, "No, I don't want to go to the comic shop anymore." <laughs> They're dangerous places. Super dangerous places. Not uh, and like that's like if I had a superpower, my superpower would be to spend as much money as I wanted in a comic shop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and have the time to read everything you spend money on. Yes, and then I would just buy the comic shop. Yes. So that is what I would do. Um, gaming-wise, ooh, gaming-wise. How am I keeping a geek gaming-wise? Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon, super fun. I've gotten through the first uh, the first trial. Yeah, I think that's where I was before I went on vacation, and I was super proud of myself because I brought the Game Boy on vacation, and I didn't open it once. And by Game Boy, I mean 3DS. Nice. Yes. No, we know. <laughs> We're of the generation. We know what that means. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Um, and then I've been playing Animation Throwdown, which is a Hearthstone clone featuring uh, Bob's Burgers, Futurama, Family Guy, American Dad, and King of the Hill. That's awesome. And so, yeah, it's it's very cartoony and lame. And I'm realizing right now how much time I'm actually sticking into this game, and I'm like, ugh, I should delete it again. <laughs> yeah, it's hard when you have e- easy access to that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't care so much if I could put, like, a time lock on it and I could only play it at work. Mm-hmm. I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. <laughs> uh, sometimes when it's slow at work, I like to play a game or two. Um, but at home, I just feel like I've, there's too much other stuff I should do. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm I'm bouncing between two games right now. I've I've when when I don't have when I'm editing or I don't have 
a predictable amount of time, like a big chunk of time, I've been playing The Sims 4. Oh yeah. Just because again, it's it's my go-to game when I've got when I'm really busy and stressed because it doesn't take a lot of um brain power. Um but I have also been playing so much Heroes of the Storm. Um well, by so much I mean percentage-wise of my gaming time. Um, <laughs> I've not been playing a lot of video games. I've had so much other stuff going on. But uh, because I haven't had a lot of time in front of the computer to play, I, I have been watching a lot more esports because right now we're in the middle of uh, the you – know, they're, they're doing weekend – every weekend there's uh, a full weekend of Heroes of the Storm esports. And, and since BlizzCon, I have just been enthralled by this game and its esports community. And so um, even today, while you know we've we've got the dog on a, a pretty tight schedule because we're trying to make sure that we get him potty trained and trying to figure out ways to make sure he's not locked in a crate all day, but we still can get work done. Oh so, yeah. Well, and and you can't you can't even take showers <laughs> because he wants to be with you. So uh, or or he wants to roam around and you can't have him roaming around because you don't want him to have an accident. So this morning while Matt was in the shower, I, I set up my computer, hooked it up to the, the TV in the lounge, and, and uh, Ollie and I sat and watched uh, a couple of games of uh, Heroes of the Storm on, on YouTube. So I'm trying Oh, to that's up. super fun. Yeah, we're trying to catch up to, to uh, this season, you know, or this week's uh, stuff. Um, it was, I'm focusing on the North America, because literally there are, are hundreds of hours of these games, because they start at like 1 in the morning Pacific, uh, with the um, the Asian uh, bracket, and then I think the European bracket starts at something like 9.30, and then uh, North America is at 2, and that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So basically, you could wake up at 1 in the morning and watch eSports until you went to bed, and you would probably still be missing something. Oh, goodness. That's that's too much for me. That's too much. Too yeah, much. so that's why I'm just like, you know what? We're 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 just we're going to focus on North America. And like I said, we're they're in season or they're in week 3 and I'm just barely starting to touch um, you know, the middle of of week 1, but uh, you know, it kind of gives me an idea of who's playing and and how they're playing and then when I get to play I get to fail at trying to do all the fun things they do, so. <laughs> that's funny. Um Oh, you know what? I don't know if you've heard of this, but these, speaking of gaming, um, have you heard of the Jackbox Party Pack? No. Okay, so it's on, it's on stream. Steam, not stream, Steam. Uh-huh. But I played it with uh, the WEC people when they came over for New Year's. Uh-huh. And you, it's, it's little games, like, twists on games that we all no, like, Pictionary or, like, Taboo or whatever, and you put it on your TV, it gives you a web address. Everyone takes out their smartphone and their browsers and logs into that web address with a code, mm -hmm. and then you're essentially playing a game on your TV, and everyone's phone is their gamepad. Oh, wow. Um, Really fun... Uh, super funny, and it's done by the people, if you remember the quiz games, You Don't Know Jack. I figured it was probably somehow uh, related to that franchise. Yeah, um, if, you, if you're if you ever into hosting parties and whatnot, 
a lot of fun. Um, everyone can play. Everybody laughs, and it's it's absolutely hysterical. So I just wanted to say how much I'm loving that. And I might be doing my first tabletop experience tonight. Oh, what are you gonna do? Um, I have some friends on the East Coast that want to do a round of Kingdom Death Monster. Okay. It is D&D, essentially, but times, like, the, the, the map and the, the, I'm not really familiar with a lot of these terms, but the manual is, like, so crazy expansive. Mm-hmm. And they raised a Kickstarter, um, they raised money on a Kickstarter, and even the most basic game, board game stuff that came with it, with the cards and everything, was $500. Oh, wow. So this is like, and all the campaigns start the exact same way. You wake up with nothing but a loincloth, and then you have to fight a half lion, half man. Okay. And from there, like, the guy was saying you could play this game, like, once a day for your entire life, and you won't even reach a quarter of the possible scenarios. Wow. Like, it's it's ridiculous. That sounds phenomenal. It sounds like it's something that you, you get together with a group of people, and everybody put like, five guys, and you, you pitch in 100 bucks each, and that's your 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 investment. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's that's one thing I'm doing tonight. I don't know what time we're gonna get started, so I need to talk to my wife. Um, yes, because she she is the boss. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> this I know. Well, very cool. Well, very cool. Well, we can certainly bounce back to any other stuff that we remember that we've been doing. But but how is Dumbbells and Dragons going because it's been a, a good year since since you've been on and um, I think when we actually just just sat down with you um, we didn't even have the podcast going yet because weren't you like my New Year's episode for 2016? Yes, I did not have I did not have the podcast up and up and up and running. Um, gosh, the podcast launched March late March last year. Um, and now we're, we're closing in on episode 50, not including special episodes. Um, if I include specials such as live episodes, shorter episodes, live from Comic-Con episodes, um, I'm probably somewhere around like 70. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been, it's been kind of a whirlwind. The blog is actually going really well, um... I hate writing, so I've managed to outsource um, a lot of the blogging, which is wonderful. Uh, you do your bi-weekly check-in game plan, which um, is getting a lot of really good feedback. A lot of people are enjoying following you on your journey. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just added a new blogger, uh, Katie Penix, from... I got introduced to her through the Temple of Geek, uh, Temple of Geek podcast. Mm-hmm. 
and her and I actually met randomly at this meet and greet event somewhere. Um, and she's really cool. She's been doing like they've been getting press badges like crazy. She actually uh, met Mark Hamill uh, a few weeks ago at an event for his new TV show. So that's been going awesome. Um, Rachel Bolin, who is our, I want to say like kind of our TV expert, um, TV and movie expert. She does a lot of the movie previews and TV review blog articles. And what's cool is she actually just interviewed for a position with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. And the lead interviewer started asking her questions unprompted about Dumbbells and Dragons. Oh, that's awesome. So she, so that means that that interviewer actually like Googled her, found your site, saw that she was a writer for, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that, that was really fun. Um, yeah. And, oh yeah, I, I actually just Googled her and she is, her stuff on Dumbos and Dragons is like the ninth thing on on the front page of uh Google. That's actually really cool. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Um and she she's awesome. She's one of my best friends. Uh so yeah, she's she's brilliant. Uh what do we got in store? I'm trying to think of what is coming up for Dumbos and Dragons. Uh, I have a lot of really fun authors um, on point on schedule coming up. A couple of uh, I don't want I don't want to announce anything just because I don't have these podcasts recorded and in the can, so I don't want to be like, oh yeah, we're getting you know this person, and then of course that falls through because putting the cart before the horse obviously does that. Yes. <laughs> um, I really wanted I really wanted to put in for some panels at like SDCC and WonderCon. And I've just kind of, like I said, I've kind of just taken a break from the con stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about where the podcast is going. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's a nice way to connect with new people. I've met so many crazy, amazing people that it's just, it's just a blast. I encourage everyone just do a podcast. I, honestly, that's that's my favorite thing about it. I've met so many great people. I mean, we 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 have built a little a nice little community. You and I, my friend. I I agree, and it's been wonderful. And by the way, I'm super excited to meet your dog in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, I'm so excited because I think I think pretty much our our entire group is coming that day. Uh, we may be missing one or two, but um, it, it should be a lot of fun. I. I'm I'm looking forward to having a lot of people from a lot of different aspects of my life uh here all at the same time. I think that's that's always a fun thing to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um I'm trying to think if anything else super fun spectacular is going on. Um I've thought about putting up a merch store and selling Dumbbells and Dragons like workout shirts. I'd I'd buy that. With, yeah, <laughs> up on no, that. <laughs> like, um, they're super cool, and they're through this guy who was on the podcast um, a few months ago, uh, Athletes Collective, and so it's just been a matter of 
figuring out the technical aspects of putting on the merch store mm-hmm. and then buying the product from him. My only issue is I can't do just like a remote store. Like you go in, order it, and then he ships it to you. So what would happen is I would order from him and do a huge cash outlay to get all the product, get the product, and then sell it on the merch store. And then I would have to ship it and I would have to do all that. So one, that's a huge financial commitment for me. But the time commitment, dude, like the money commitment is one thing, but that time commitment is no bueno. I know. Like – so it's 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 both right now time and money is it would be a huge commitment especially if like let's say it it's a, okay okay yeah if it doesn't sell bummer right you're out x amount whatever you invested in 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 this clothing but if it takes off i have a commitment to people to get these shirts out on time you know so they're not damaged, you know, with a with a quality shipper. And so, like, what if I get way more orders than I know how, what to deal with? And it's like, yeah, it's like, it's kind of the problems of success. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not assuming I'm going to be successful, but it's like... But you have to plan that in, because yeah. if you just, like, you're not going to go into it assuming you're not going to, you know, because then you would make the initial investment. Yes. So it's like I I I have to bet on myself, but it's like do I, especially during the week, like mm-hmm. ten and a half, well, like really twelve hours of my day is committed to my normal job. I have to. It's an eight-hour day. I have to drive two and a half hours round trip, and then I have to you know shower, shave, and eat. You know, to to and that takes about an hour. I have to get dressed, so it's it's three quarters of my awake hours are with this job, right? So it's like with the other twenty five percent, that's already divided amongst gym, wife time, dog time, podcast. relax time, podcast, um, bodily functions. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, there are there are the, the the margins aren't as good but there are different um different ways out there where you can do it so that way people just online and whatever company you're going through um does all the the back end work for you it, it's it's just not as it's not as lucrative but it's also not as time consuming i mean you might want to do like a limited release on something like one of those situations and see what the demand is like and then yeah. kind of gauge it from there. See, the only problem is the company that I would go through, because I really believe it's a quality product. Mm-hmm. Um, I would only want to go through them uh, okay. to, to, to make the shirts and to make the clothing. And like, I'm sure I could outsource it and be like, okay, I'm going to buy this product from you. And then I will just have it shipped to this other place or this other person that can do all of that for me Mm -hmm. but it's just it's that's that's adding a lot of middlemen which is a cutting into the margins which 
eventually I would start taking a loss, you know? Right, right. And then obviously that defeats the purpose, but it also increases the likelihood of something going wrong. Yes. Yeah, no, I can definitely see where you would want to do that. So, um, you but know hey, what to I sh- have these to have these problems right? <laughs> is not the worst thing in the world, right? Well, and there's like I mean, obviously we mentioned some issues about state of the geek, but with that twenty five percent, I it, right now it's more. I'd rather dedicate that time to phone calls, to letter writing, to community organizing, mm-hmm. to do things that are going to make a bigger impact than making me a little bit of money. Yeah. No, I understand that. Um, so yeah. Uh, unfortunately I was, oh God, I felt like such a bastard. Um, you on the second episode of state of the geek, were talking with Kelly and you were like, Kenny is doing this, you know, money meet mouth. He's doing all this stuff. And then I just kind of disappeared from social media. <laughs> I was having such activist burnout. I was just like, the more I was doing, the more I was just getting so tired and exhausted. And like, like we've been talking about instant gratification. I was having so much uh, just not seeing the results that I just got so burned out and I needed to take some time and just kind of like reevaluate everything and then re recommit myself to the cause. It's, it's exhausting. I mean, I, I burned myself out during, um, the whole prop eight push. Like I was just, you know, go, go, go with when prop eight happened. And so then when I met Matt and we started dating and he was like, Oh, well, you know, what about this cause? What about this cause? I was like, yeah, no, I've been there, done that. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm done for a while. I need to, I need a break. Um, so no, I, I understand what, what you, what you're going through. But for I mean, the, the way I look at it is, you know, you, you headed the charge, and then it, it is okay to take a step back and and conserve, conserve, and let you know the the seeds that you've planted kind of take root a little bit before jumping back in and uh, and getting back in there. Yeah, and and one of the things that I'm to slowly get everything moving again um, is just five calls a day. Mm-hmm. Call like five representatives, five nonprofits, five friends, and ask them to do something. Like just five calls a day, and even that sometimes is a lot and overwhelming, and just. You, you have to be okay with making a call and never knowing if it actually made a difference. Right. You have to have faith that it made a difference, but you don't know if that staffer just took down your message and threw it in the trash. I'm fairly certain that they all have giant whiteboards where they just tally who called and for or against what issue. Right. Um, but yeah. So. Well, hang in there because I mean, uh, it's, it's going to be a long haul. We got, we got yeah. four years of this. So, you know, 
pacing yourself is not a bad thing. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Marathon, not a sprint. Uh, normally, I only think that way about drinking. <laughs> Although I have, I have stopped drinking, which has been wonderful. Like I have not. I think I've had one drink since getting back from vacation. I I I wish I could say I'm doing that as well, but my problem is is I just don't have time. Like I've got so many other things that it's like if I have a drink now, I'm not going to be able to do what I need to do later, so I ain't having a drink now. No, so that's it. We're on the same page. Like I'm not drinking, you're not drinking. Yeah. Okay. But it's but it's not because I don't want to. It's not because I have it's not because I have made a conscious decision that you know what I'm going to cut back on alcohol. No, it's basically like I need to be functional tomorrow morning, so I'm not going to have anything tonight. And uh, yeah. No, I uh, I know that feeling, and it's I've said on my podcast before that even if I have one beer the night before, getting up the next morning is noticeably more difficult. It really is. It really is. And I, I am on. I am on nighttime puppy duty, and he's been pretty good the last couple of nights where he'll sleep all the way through. But you know, if he has to go, he has to go. We got to let him out of his uh, crate. And so <laughs> this morning, I I woke up with a start, and I was like, oh my god, I slept through my alarm at six o'clock. And on Fridays. Uh, on you know, Monday through Thursday, I have a little bit of leeway because I don't start teaching until 9.30. I, I have uh, a prep and, and meetings for, from 8 to 9.30. So um, that, you know, if I if I sleep in, it's not great, but, you know, my, my boss understands I'm coming from Palm Springs and it's what it is. But Fridays, my classes start at 8, and so I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to be late. And I it was it was halfway through my shower this morning that I realized, oh, wait, it's Saturday. <laughs> that is uh i've been there where it's just your go 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 you forget the day of the week yeah yeah you're just going so much and you're right it's like one beer like <laughs> i you're 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 a little bit younger than i am but you start getting to a point where one beer does plenty <laughs> oh yeah does plenty well one year does plenty in the sense that it stops me from accomplishing a lot of what I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But in the terms of feeling buzzed, no, one no, beer. Exactly. I've, I went to a state school. <laughs> no. Um, how's working out with the trainer? Are you still doing that? I, I am. I am. It's uh, Jaime Jimenez from uh, – we, we met him at your panel at Palm Springs Comic Con and uh, loving him. He is awesome. He is motivating. Uh, I, I love the the types of workouts we're doing. It, it's like I, I loved my trainer that I had like maybe 12 years ago. Um, she was great, but I, I kind of I, – I went out of obligation. I was like, you know, oh, I've made this appointment with her. I've got to go to this appointment. Um, Matt had a, a jaw surgery last week and and has been kind of out for the count and so because we've been going together and so the last two wednesdays i've just gone by myself and it's not been a oh, i've got to go make this appointment even with as much stuff going on as i've had going on and as tired as i am in the evenings i'm like this is my time to go and work out and like i am having so much fun with him so 
I, I can't wait until my schedule clears up a little bit and I can start going to his uh, classes because he has about three or four classes a week. And those are considerably less expensive than, um, the, than personal the, training. the personal training sessions. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I'm really excited that you found something that you're enjoying. Yeah. No, I mean, and I've always said that I love, like, I love weight workouts. I'm not a big cardio person, but I love weight workouts. Um, and he does a lot of stuff using body weight, but it's stuff that I haven't done before because it's using kind of bands to, to change the angles you're, you're working out at. And, and they kick my butt. They really do. But it's the kind of stuff I enjoy. And so now I've it, – it's not so much that I'm obligated to go, but I've allowed myself to take that chunk of time to dedicate to that. So so that's that's what's working for me. It's not so much the, um, oh, well, I've made the commitment and now I'm accountable to that. It's I've finally given myself permission to dedicate this much time to working out. That's awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. And, and I enjoy – some people have – because I, I, I don't enjoy, you know, traditional cardio activities. I don't enjoy running – the elliptical, whatever, I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. And so when people, like I'm a weightlifter and people are like, well, what do you do to, you know, work out your heart, you know, and stuff like that. I'm like, I lift weights fast. <laughs> no, but I go, I, I, I was really hoping you were going to say, I was really hoping you were going to say, I love, I love, <laughs> I do love, but no, it's, it's, I lift weights to gain muscle. And then if I need to work on cardio, I lift weights faster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But it's it's a blast. I'm glad you found something that uh, you enjoy and you've committed to it, and it's awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it uh, where it goes for you, my friend. Yeah, I, and I, I thank you for for being a little bit of that motivation behind it, and and kind of pushing me in that direction. We actually talked about you while I was training on on Wednesday. You know, we he he mentioned double dumbbells and dragons, and I I don't know that he'd complete like he knew I had a podcast. And he knew you had a podcast, and he knew we were both there at the same time, but I don't think he'd made the connection that we knew each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so um, and so he finally kind of said, oh, yeah, yeah. And so he's, he's checking out our shows, and, and it's it's good. So so if you're listening, good. Jaime, I'm loving, loving the stuff we've got going. Excellent. Love you, Jaime. All right. Well, speaking of that, that's kind of my shout out for this week because, uh, you know, with Dumbbells and Dragons, the fitness, he's he's a fellow geek and uh, and he's been been really helping me with my my fitness journey. But uh, how about you, Kenny? Any shout outs for uh, this week? Uh, Yes. Um, uh, Three, but they're going to be quick. Well, two will be quick. One is to. My wife, who is extremely supportive of letting me go on a two-week Southeast Asia vacation with a friend of mine, um, she was very supportive and very committed to us working um, how that would be done, you know, financially and with obviously, you know, marriage responsibilities, stuff like that. So she was very, very uh, understanding and flexible, and that I really appreciated. Uh, and then the buddy, my friend Guy, who I went on this vacation with, um, Two weeks, and we did not kill each other. That, that's a big deal. That's a big step. Um, my last shout-out is for Kristen and Jenny, the hosts of the Buffering the Vampire Slayer podcast. Uh, if you have not heard of this podcast, it's just a... Uh, they're going through episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one by one. 
and these girls are so incredibly funny and they just have the biggest hearts. I wrote them an email right after the election because we had all had kind of some similar thoughts on it. And they ended up reading that email uh, on their podcast on one of their mailbag episodes. That's awesome. So then they were doing a live show here in L.A., and I sent him an email, and I was like, I'm very excited. I'm coming to your live show. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to meet you. Um, and they were like, oh, my gosh, we're excited to see you, too. And then uh, I went up to him after the show, and I'm like, hey, I'm Kenny. I wrote you this email, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And we only spoke for about five to ten minutes. But it, it, it solidified that there are amazing people in the world that are like-minded. These girls are, A, they're just the most phenomenal couple, funniest couple you'll ever meet. And super talented, but very, very active, um, big into, you know, political events that are happening. Um, one of them works for some LG, uh, LGBT nonprofits. Uh, I don't know if she works for them or she started them, but really amazing girls. And it was just two women that I just at the end of the live show and the end of the, just our brief conversation, I just wanted to be like, can we be friends? <laughs> you know, it was just, it's, it's, it's amazing when you meet wonderful, like-minded, not even like-minded, but like positive-minded people. Well, that's, that's both awesome and extremely frustrating because damn it, Kenny, now I think I have another podcast I'm going to have to listen to. <laughs> um, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. They, um, one of them is a musician and she writes a recap song at the end of every episode about the episode they watched. That's, that's awesome. Uh, they really enjoyed it when I was like, it was really weird for me to hearing your voices at normal speed. And I was like, cause normally I listen to the podcast at double speed and they were like, how does your brain do that? <laughs> Although it is becoming a thing. A couple friends have come up to me and they've been like, we're getting through podcasts so much faster now. Yeah, I, I, I really tempted to do it, but I, I, I'm afraid of what that would do to my drive. I, I feel like I would be so, um, you know, it's so energizing that it, it might not make for safe driving for me. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, you just gotta, you just gotta try one, one step at a time. You know, try one point one speed. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, very cool. I don't have a plan for next week, people. Like we're we're doing this week by week. I've got ideas, but um, with the puppy, I haven't been great on uh, contacting people ahead of time. Uh, I think the next couple of uh, months, as we we get through puppy potty training, I think we will be uh, visiting some old friends. But I think, as as we've seen by this episode, that that is a a fun and wonderful thing to do. Um, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. 
And Kenny, where can we find you? Oh, right. Um, you can find me pretty much on every social media at Dumbbells Dragon. The only issue is I'm really bad at everything that's not Facebook and Twitter. So yes. you can follow me on Snapchat, but I don't think it's going to be as rewarding for you. <laughs> uh, um, also, dumbbellsanddragons.com. Uh, shoot me a comment, shoot me an email, uh, anything I can do to help support your listeners achieve whatever goals they want. Um, I don't care what you're passionate about. I just want you to have more passion about it. That's awesome. Yeah, take him up on it, guys, because uh, Kenny's good people to know. He really is. Um, and thanks, Kenny. I, it's been, uh, you know, we, we see each other on a, a semi-regular basis, but it's it's been nice having you on, on the show and, and catching up this way as well. I agree, and I'm looking forward to having another conversation with you in five minutes. Yeah, we're going to turn around and we're going to record your number, your episode 50, which everybody needs to check out, because I'm, I'm very honored that you would think of me for your episode 50. That's a, that's a big deal. Excellent. All right, and ladies and gentlemen, for all of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek.